everyone, welcome to another episode of the Rice Podcast, where we talk about relationships, investing, careers, and entertainment. I am Kyle, and I'm here with Jonathan. Yeah, and we, we don't have a co-host today. Yeah, and we're we gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about credit cards um, and opening credit. How you get better at working your credit uh, if you don't have a credit score? How you can bring it up or start? We want to begin by saying that we really are trying to push for the responsible use of credit. So whenever you use your credit card, um, we'll talk about how we treat our credit cards and how we treat that money. But we really just want you to, or encourage you to be responsible with how you use credit because um, there are very <laughs> irresponsible things that you can do. Yes. As, as we can talk about. All right, Johnny, go ahead and get us started. Um, before, before we get started, um, how's your investing going, like in general? Are oh, my investing in, yeah. in general? Yeah. Well, uh, I did buy Doge um, at a reasonable price, 20-something cents um, before. I bought $69. So and then probably, my, you bought $69. Yeah. <laughs> and then my parents um, bought in and my, my family bought in at, oh. at a little bit of a higher price. Uh, so I'm just waiting for it to come back up. But, you know, I am at a profit of uh, $16 right now. That's pretty good. So I should have I should have doubled down. So I got into Doge. I think around dollar cost average or cost average average cost of thirty eight cents. Yeah. So I'm still negative. But at one point earlier this week, I was like down five hundred dollars. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> down pretty I red too. Should have doubled down because right now I'm only down like seventy, and I, I'm just waiting for um, Elon, Elon Musk's like birthday. The, yeah, that and the he's doing Saturday Night Night Live on may 8th oh so i think that's why this next bull run right now dude so so this is what i think happened on was it april fools what was the day that it was supposed to run up oh oh 420 420 right, they right, wanted right. to make it but they made it exactly 42 cents wow like if you look at if you look at um just look at doge real quick yeah and then if you can hit 420 on yeah. the monthly oh you can't really see it like that wait can you I'm pretty sure if you look at um, a better organized chart, you probably can see it. Yeah, because it was it was it was funny because they but, actually made it exactly for right. two cents. What I think happened is uh, people who don't really understand the market of buying and selling yeah. bought the day before, thinking that it was going to go up by itself the next right. day. And the problem is, is if nobody buys the next day, it's not going to go up. Like you can't just sit there and not have yeah. anything happen. And I think that's what happened. That's why we. That's why they didn't hit the one dollar mark on on four twenty. So I hope that you know pre build up to whatever dates people are looking mm-hmm. at now, those very well may be the. Are you looking at any specific dates, or you're just holding to? Hold? I'm just. I'm just watching. I'm just watching. I'm just observing. Other than that, my stocks. Um, they've been kind of rough this week. Um, I haven't checked my stocks in so long. Uh, I mean, they're better than the than the than the months prior. But as mm-hmm. far as this week, no real big gains. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, no, no real big gains other than Doge. Um, yeah, I'm not doing so well. Let's see. You know, I actually did invest in American Express. You did? Like, I, I do have. I I think I still have holdings. What's the share price? Let me see. Uh, no, I lied. I don't have holdings in, in American Express anymore. I sold out. Um, but I made quite a profit off them because they had, during the recession, they had mm-hmm. this big um, dip back, t- and then they they came back. I bought in at around in like June or oh, yeah. March. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. My stocks are doing okay. Mm-hmm. They're all spacs, so they're not really moving. Yeah, they have been moving for a lot, like a long time. And then in terms of just crypto doing pretty well everything in the market is pretty much going back up that's pretty so, good are you are you what what uh coins are you invested in right now um i'm into bitcoin i haven't really bought bitcoin since i first purchased it in 2017 um but i did scale into ethereum and litecoin and then bitcoin cash is only 2.28 percent of my portfolio and then stellar Nice. And whatever, just for fun. And then yeah. Ethereum Classic. So Cash App, if, if you all have a Cash App card, they have this boost right now where if you pay with a Cash App card at any restaurant, you get 
of whatever you paid mm. in Bitcoin. Really? Yeah. Wait. Like oh. if you just apply it, you know, so I'm literally like Jocelyn and I found this and she has Bitcoin now because she's been like paying with her cash app card. Yeah. Dude, this is free money. No, it is. Cash app is doing a lot of things that are kind of that I like a lot. Yeah. One, just because it's so simple to use to send money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give you. I mean, this is this is kind of funny because we're talking about credit cards today, but they give you similar to credit card rewards on a debit card, essentially mm-hmm. a debit card. Yeah. So. The reason why is because they need that pull, right? Like uh, as a company, Square, they're yeah. trying to really get into that fintech space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I think these are really, really cool. Like I absolutely love it. I see this as the future. Did you see the um, there's a $20 off any purchase, but then you have to unlock it. And to unlock it... Um, I think they were saying that, yeah, you have to receive $300 or more in paycheck deposit to unlock this boost. Uh, so they're they're trying to act more like a bank. Right. Where you're putting your money and leaving your money in your cash app balance. Because when they do that, they take that cash and invest it. And invest it. And that's yeah. how they make money. That's a so. huge part of their business. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm not helping with their business. I have like a cent in there. I, am, I have $90 in there. Yeah, nice. I'm helping the business. Nice. <laughs> I remember this one time I saw one of my friends... Uh, who had his cash app yeah. like he just pulled it out and he had like just two hundred dollars chilling in there yeah like, it's kind of crazy but then it, you're rich it, it's funny it's funny when i see that because because it's not in my bank account anytime like somebody like we go out to eat and someone yeah. pays for me i'm like oh i'll just cash app you it's nice because it doesn't feel like i'm paying for my meal even right. though essentially i am so what i used talk- to do and, and we talked about this was when people would pay me on cash app oh I would yeah, just invest you would just in, yeah, yeah you would just invest it yeah yeah have you changed apps from like investing because then that used to be like your investing oh now sort. now i use uh robin hood i want okay. to get when i get my actual job i want to try, change this charles Schwab. Yeah. get out of robin hood yeah <laughs> i'm not a big fan of robin hood so um talking about credit cards mm-hmm. um if you guys don't know credit is just basically the ability to borrow money and i mean you obviously have to pay it back and they value at like they give you a little number called your credit score and that determines like your interest rates or things that you want to use it for mm-hmm. and um it's just really interesting because this is something that i looked up and i didn't really know but there's actually four types of credit um the first one is being revolving credit so basically if they give you in terms of just credit cards if they give you a maximum limit so let's say one of my cards is like the limit is a thousand dollars and if i pay or if i use that thousand dollars i can't go anywhere above that and Let's say I, d- I can't afford to pay off the thousand dollars, which I don't advise anyone to spend a thousand if you don't have a thousand. Um, let's just say the minimum payment is a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. so that other ninety percent on the balance, like it can revolve to the next month. Right. But that doesn't mean I have another thousand dollars to spend. It's just I have the limit of a thousand dollars of outstanding balance. So that's what revolving credit is. I don't advise um, not making your payments. Because when you don't make your payments, um, credit card companies could charge you a fee, like a percentage yeah. of the outstanding balance. Um, you 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 end up paying like interest on it. Now that's something that I I, I try to be pretty on top of. Like yeah. every, every single week, I just look over my current balance mm-hmm. and I just try to pay it off. I have it set up automatically, but it's never gotten to the point where it automatically mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. through. Because I don't know about you or how you feel about it, but I don't like having yeah. that like that current balance or owing anyone. I, I do the same thing. I think I check my credit, or not credit, but I check my outstanding balances on my cards probably at least a minimum of once a week. Just I just scroll through mm-hmm. it. I'm like, okay, I have this much that I need to pay off as soon as Now, possible. Johnny, why is it important for us to develop our credit? Um, it's important to develop your credit because when you're, if you guys think about anything like your parents do, like purchasing a house, purchasing a car, um, student loans, I don't, I don't know if credit score goes into student loans but like if you're buying a house and let's say i have a crappy credit score let's let's say my credit score is like 400 or like non-existent right Mm -hmm. um merchants and people that want to lend me money don't know that i have the ability to pay it off so if i don't have the ability to pay it off they're gonna charge me a higher interest rate Mm -hmm. so let's say if i wanted to borrow a hundred dollars and they're saying oh because we don't know if you're a good payback like you know we don't know if you're gonna pay back on time we're gonna charge a 10 percent um interest rate which is really high which means that any uh if i borrow a hundred dollars i have to pay back 110 dollars yeah 
But let's say my credit score is really good, and like, okay, this this individual is really good at paying uh, their loans back. Let's just say for every hundred dollars you borrow, we'll only charge one percent, which is a super low. But like now, if I borrow a hundred dollars, I only have to pay back a hundred and one dollar instead of a hundred and ten. So like the difference right. there, and if you guys think like scale up by thousands, like this can make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, it really can. So just just to give some background on what a credit score is, it's a rating from 300 to 850. Uh, anything below 629 is is considered bad. From 629 to like uh, 690 is considered fair. 690 to 720 is pretty good. And 720 to 850 is, is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Usually when you start off, you start off in the in the bad category or, or just having non-existent credit. And this is something that I actually experienced firsthand when I tried to buy my first phone plan mm-hmm. um, at T-Mobile. So my parents lived overseas at the time and I, I wanted to buy my, my own phone plan. You know, I had my own phone and everything. Uh, iPhone 6S. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to T-Mobile and I gave them uh, my, my information and they looked me up and they saw that I had no credit. So I mm-hmm. needed to put down like a $200 deposit payment mm-hmm. that they would pay me back after a year just because they didn't trust yeah. that I would be yeah, they do paying do mm-hmm. every month. And so ever since then, I was like, you know what? I really need to develop my credit. And a huge thing that that the reason why you should get started on credit now is because one of the factors that go into your credit score is the length of credit. Mm-hmm. So how long you've either had a credit card or have had a loan. And there are actually three companies. I believe there are more, but I think there are three companies that put together this credit score. It's Equifax, mm-hmm. Experian, and TransUnion. So these are the three companies that basically look at how well you handle money that you borrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they determine whether or not you're, you're a good holder of money. Which companies like ha- have a huge... Uh, they really put value into how well your track your, is. Your credit score is usually made up of about like five different types of categories. So just mm-hmm. like you mentioned, like the length of credit is one that they look at. Another one is credit mix. So if I'm using credit cards or if I'm taking out student loans or mortgages, those count as different types of credit. Um, another one is new credit. And this one I think is a most temporary. So if I apply for a credit, mm-hmm. that's like a new line. And if I open it up temporarily, my credit score will drop. Have you um, had an experience of that? Yes. So when I when I first started getting into credit cards, I knew that length of credit history was pretty important. And then prior to getting a credit card, what I think my parents did well in and like these these are the things that you don't like people don't teach you in school. They added me as an authorized user mm. in one of the credit cards that they used to pay off my tuition. Um, and by doing that, because they kept paying off like monthly, their credit is now my credit. So it starts uh, building my credit without um me really doing anything mm-hmm. so when i applied for credit cards i just i applied for so many like every single month i would pro- apply for a credit card which is probably not so good but it dropped my credit score a lot initially but now because i think i have around six credit cards mm-hmm. um now because i have six different um like lines of credit now my credit score doesn't fluctuate as much so your parents would pay your tuition off a credit card did they get rewards from that? I don't know if they got rewards from it, but I think because um, we have like subsidy at school here, okay. like a lot of the payments weren't like overly expensive, so yeah, they could yeah. pay it off in a credit card and they just pay the credit card off. Yeah, yeah. that's actually really cool. That, so, yeah, we could we could talk about um, setting up like recurring payments on credit yeah. cards, especially when it comes to rewards and stuff like that. But another thing that affects your that that is affected by your credit score is possibly potential employers. Right. Right. They'll look at your credit yeah. credit history when, when they do the background check and everything and see whether or not you're trustworthy. So this, like, not having a credit score is... It's huge. Yeah. And it, and it sucks when you're... Especially when they don't teach you about this, these things in school. So by the time many people, like normal people, like, learn about credit and that you have to have credit or really understand what goes into the credit score, it's already, like, you're starting late. Right. Like... I have friends graduating from college that don't really have credit or understand the credit card or just credit score game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard when they want to buy their um, like first car or yeah. they're trying to... I know one one of my friends, they required credit for like the apartment and stuff. So like they're going to be looking at all these different things. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of it's messed up. 
that they're going to put a number to your name <laughs> and that's how well you can handle things but um, another like big ones that they do is um, payment history so making sure that you pay off your credit card in full for um, every month and like the amount owed and amount owed is basically if I if they give me a thousand dollar limit general rule of thumb is I don't want to have over $300 outstanding mm. so that's like 30% of what my credit can be um, and you guys can like offset this by paying pretty frequently right and um, I would say there's like a there's like a trick like you can always look at reddit and go through all these like credit card yeah. like um, subreddits about how to boost your credit score but there's a trick where if you pay off at least twice in a month it counts as two payments so you're doubling down on the fact that you're strengthening your um, your reputation with the uh, credit industry stuff. Yeah. But I would say right. pretty much how, – wait, how often do you pay your credit card? Probably twice a month. Twice maybe, a month. maybe three times. I, yeah. I just try to go check yeah. you there. Um, yeah, let's just go over what, what we've basically established so far. What we've established so far is be responsible with your credit, right? Uh, yeah. Credit is important. And take a look at your credit score. <laughs> Yeah, if you guys haven't already, you guys should double check. Um, try to get, like, I think they do free. Um... Yeah, so each of the three companies do a free credit report, which mm-hmm. you can get, uh, you know, once a year. And also, if you have a credit card company, like uh, I have uh, Discover, and mm-hmm. you can check your credit score on there. If you do check your credit score too much, though, it can it adversely can affect your credit score. That, that's what's so weird. That's what's so weird. But yeah, all right, all right. Let's let's talk about our first credit cards, Johnny. Okay, how how will you go first? <laughs> all right, yeah. So my first credit card is uh, Discover Student okay. Cashback. I still have this credit card. Mm-hmm. It's the one that I mainly use. Um, I just wanted to get one. I, I tried applying for others. Not gonna lie, I tried applying for the Apple one. Got rejected. <laughs> um, but I I use this Discover Student Card now, and I really like it. And the reason why is because for the f- Every purchase, I mean, the rewards are are pretty good if you use Mm -hmm. it to the best of its ability. The rewards are 1% cash back for every purchase, 5% cash back for these things called boosts or or bonuses. And they're split by quarter every single month. So, for example, between January and March this year, I got 5% cash back if I spent on grocery stores, Walgreens, Mm. and CVS. Mm. From April to June... Uh, gas stations, wholesale clubs, and s- select streaming services. And then for July and September, any restaurants and PayPal, I'll get 5% cash back. And for October to December, any Amazon, Walmart, or Target purchases. And that's what's really cool. Also, at the end of your first year, they'll match your cash back balance. Mm. And so, I mean, it looks really nice when you can look at your, your bill. That's nice. That first year, they'll, they'll just match. So if you paid like... Yeah a hundred dollars and or you got a hundred dollars in cashback rewards they'll just give you another hundred dollars yeah. to match whatever you yeah and it's it's uh zero percent apr for the first 12 months and so APR like this, basically means um annual percentage return rate right, annual percentage yeah. rate and that's just what they charge you if you didn't pay right. off your credit card and most credit cards i think are around 13 to 25 percent um so what kyle is saying is it once you get this card for like the first you said 12 months mm-hmm. for the whole year you're not going to be negatively affected if you don't pay off your balance right which you should practice paying off your balance but yeah you, you should be negatively affected mind you this is a good starter card because mm-hmm. of these things that happen in the beginning uh you know it's a great way to just boost yourself and get you used to it mm-hmm. as far as long term um i probably am going to look into more long-term options that have better rewards over right. time just in the beginning i felt like this was a good card for me to get into you know it helped me think oh you know if i spend my card on this i can get these rewards Mm. Uh, and something that i I made sure and something that is important actually when you use your credit card is not to just apply for a credit card and never use it right you need to be using it Mm -hmm. every month so what i have set up is i pay for my jujitsu classes um like like my Mm -hmm. jujitsu membership through my credit card and also my monthly uh, apple music subscription how long do you need to go to jujitsu gym? I have not been going oh, okay. in like the past month. I was but about to say, I was like, I don't. I will remember. be going. I will be going as soon as finals are over. Yeah. Like probably, actually, I might even go next week. I just, dude, like. How much? How much is that? How much do you have to pay? Seventy-three. 
$73 a month yeah a month but yeah. you can go anytime you want or what is it yeah I go in the evening yeah oh, okay yeah they have morning classes from 5 to 7 and they have 12 to 1 or 12 to 2 and then they have um 7 to 9 wait that evening. is kind of cool yeah but yeah for for my um my first credit card I had a little bit of credit because of my parents like I had mentioned earlier so I applied for the capital one quicksilver card and that's just the 1.5 percent back on every purchase that i make regardless of what um mm. what it is and then from there i just do you still use that um i do use it so i just like you like i want to use my credit cards even though if they're not my main card yeah so i uh right now i'm subscribed to Chegg. <laughs> so i just put the Chegg um monthly which reminds me i should cancel that since school is ending next week but um i i signed Chegg up save me through chemistry yeah, exactly <laughs> i use um i use that card to pay off the check monthly um and then i'll just list some of the other cards that i have i have the uber visa card mm. um that used to have four percent back on any dining which is why i got it um but what happened it just they're just not it's not it's not the best card for me right now and i think they lowered it down to three percent um and these cards are no annual fees. So some cards that I have are annual fees. I have um, the American Express Gold Card. I have the Amazon Business Prime Card. Mm-hmm. And then I have, uh, I just recently opened up the Chase Sapphire Preferred. Oh. So when, usually, usually when you guys pay an annual fee for a card, um, it's kind of hefty. Um, my American Express Gold Card requires me to pay $250 a year just to have the card. Um, but the rewards it? that they give you, the effective annual fee is probably about $30 because they do give me a $100 statement credit for airlines. So anytime I check in a bag, like I don't have to pay for it or pay for it, quote unquote. Right. Um, and then every single month they give me um, $10 dining credit um, through Go Have a Seamless or Shake Shack. Nice. Um, they also run these promotions where you can't really get these deals anywhere else. So, like, if I went to the Hilton Hotel, if I spend $500, I can get $200 back. Or if I go and stay for more than three nights, I get a fourth night for free. Mm. Different things like that. They, they really do a lot to um, bring value to you as the user. Yeah. Um, it's also incentive to spend money <laughs> it is. on their cards. And um, Okay, my, this is my question. If, if you didn't have these rewards, would you still be buying from there? If I didn't have these rewards, would I still be buying from there? I would say ye- no. No in the sense, well, yes, because like let's say for the dining credit, like right. I would spend it regularly yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So it's nice that they give me $10 back every month for some of the dining that I do. And they also give me $10 for Uber Eats or Uber. Right. Um. So those are free things that I'll, I'll always use Um. in terms of like... Let's just say if I wanted to get a hotel, yeah. If I, I'll look around for better deals, but if the deal is better, if I pay through their portal, because they have like little like specifications, like I can't just buy from Priceline.com. Yeah, I have to buy from Hilton.com mm. through their like price matching service and stuff like that. So I would say most of the stuff that I do, I would buy anyway. Yeah. But definitely, it incentivizes me to spend more sure. because I'm getting such a good deal on it. Sure. Yeah. I think that's something that, that you also need to factor in when you're looking at a credit yeah. card. It's like, okay, all these all these deals can be really, really cool. Yeah. But if you're not going to spend it on it anyway, mm-hmm. then you're just going to use more money. You, you got to look at like how you want to use your credit card. So exactly. A lot of my cards are more focused on dining and groceries. So my American Express Gold Card gives me 4% back on dining and groceries. Oh, or wow. like not 4%. It's like four points per dollar. Okay. And what, what are the points for? So the points, I so once I, they're called membership reward points. So once you accumulate whatever you want, you, there's ways where you can cash it in. Like you can get a cash back, but that's probably one of the worst ways to do it. Because you can transfer mm-hmm. it to airline partners um, and get like, let's say a $200 flight. You pay for it with like 18,000 points. Um, and since you're accumulating all these points, it's essentially like you're traveling for free. So mm-hmm. That's why I got um, some of these paid um, annual fee cards go by point system versus like a cashback. But I do have some cashback cards, which are really nice too. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not sponsored by Nerd Wallet, but if you want to look at a breakdown <laughs> of credit cards, yeah, they like they have top picks of credit cards, uh, of banks, of everything. Like this is where actually I found my credit cards that yeah. I was going to apply mm-hmm. to, and I I just went best credit cards. They break it down to rewards, best cashback, best travel cards, best balance transfer, and I really really encourage anyone listening to this podcast. Regardless, if you think you're going to buy a house in the future, if you're gonna think you can, if you think you're gonna buy a car, if you're looking for a job, to open a credit card and be responsible with it. No, for sure. And like, comments like NerdWallet is probably one of the biggest resources that I've like gone through, because he does or the website puts together like all these different rewards and like how to utilize it, and they also give you like he's like, like suggestions and yeah. like I would also say on YouTube. Um, there's about three guys that are really follow for credit. One of them is going to be Brian Jung. Um, he's like a little bit of a smaller YouTuber, but he does a lot of like credit cards. Right now he's doing like crypto stuff, but oh, no. is it everyone? Isn't everyone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's another guy who's called um, Credit Shifu. Um, he does like his tier list of credit cards and like how to use some of those rewards and how to get approved for credit cards. Um, and then another one similar to that is going to be Ask Sebi. He's are all these YouTuber. guys Asian? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are these guys Asian? Ask yeah. Sebi is Asian. The credit Shifu is white. And then Brian Jung is Asian. Why is the credit Shifu? Anyway. Yeah. Right. yeah credit <laughs> Shifu is, yeah, he, he's black. <laughs> but he has, a, I think he has an Asian wife. Okay, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I give him a pass. <laughs> no, but those, those are really good resources. And it, make it, it makes the video entertaining. And if you're anything like me, like I got caught, like I got hooked pretty fast yeah because it's like a lot of these things are you're getting money back and value back regardless so as long as you're not like racking up your debt and Mm. not being able to pay it off if you treat it like a debit card where you don't spend what you don't have and you pay it off as soon as possible i think you should be fine do you have any irresponsible credit card buys irresponsible credit card buys Um, yeah did you ever buy anything with credit and we're like wow like i did um, I think the biggest purchase that I've made on the credit card that just just hurt um, was probably the MacBook that I, this MacBook that I bought. Oh yeah. Um, I did have the money, but it was like a huge sting. <laughs> and I I put it on my so usually the rule of thumb is like not not to spend over thirty percent, mm-hmm. but I put it on my Amex, which is just, which is a charge card. Which is a different type of credit card where you're required to pay it off. Like you can't roll over the balances. Yeah. So I had to pay it off that month, and it was it was pretty deep. No, still that's that's really cool though. Like, did you think about any of rewards that would come from this? Like, did you get rewards mm-hmm. from it? So it was okay. um so American Express was doing a if I added it to the card like little offers that they have on right. the little website stuff, you get four points back for every single dollar you purchase on Amazon. So then that's oh. why I use this, and then on top of that, um. What else did I do? I used like a lot of different things yeah. to like offset the cost of, so it, right. it worked out. Um, right. So Johnny, like let's go through your, your mental process when you're <laughs> buying a big purchase yeah. on a credit card, right? So that we can see the advantage of like using a credit card to buy something big. Okay. So let's say I'm buying something about a thousand dollars. Um, and just like I mentioned, if you're buying a thousand dollars on Amazon and at that time there's a reward for four points back on every thousand like per dollar mm-hmm. um i'm essentially getting four thousand reward points four thousand reward points if you transfer that to like an airline mm-hmm. i want to say maximum value you can get is about two percent per point so if you take two percent or not two percent two cents oh, per okay. point when you when you do that for four thousand points you're essentially getting eighty dollars back okay so i'd get eighty dollars off my flight essentially right um and how much does thing, it cost you to fly to where you usually go pardon me how much does it ask uh, how much does it cost you to fly to where you usually go um i think flights i've used it once so when i was traveling from italy to amsterdam mm-hmm. i used i think thirty thousand points oh, at nice. like a, a cent and a half rate yeah so i think that's around three uh, like $150, $300, yeah, something like that. The point is that was significantly less, right? Yeah, it was significantly less, and it's something that I already earned. Like, this is 
this is free. Right. Like it's like essentially paid for that I'm flying for free. Yeah. Um, which is why I think when you do these things with credit cards, um, you're a lot, you're more likely to travel for free or eat for free or things like that. Yeah. Um, what else goes into it? Um, I just don't want to spend over 30% of my credit limit because mm. that'll um, negatively affect my credit score. Do you have like like credit cards on rotation? Like, you know, like which ones yeah. to use on which days? Yeah. <laughs> so for anything dining, I'll use my American Express. Um, right it's now, because of those rewards, right? Yeah, because of okay. the because of the rewards. And then yeah. right now I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve or Preferred right now. And I'm using that card more because there's welcome bonuses. Oh. So if I spend $4,000 in three months, I think I get like 80,000 points. Which can be equivalent to about $800. Okay. Which is crazy. Um, and I help, I have my parents to help me for that because there's no way I can spend $4,000 safely in three months. Do they get any part of the money or do you, do you keep the 800 No, I, I'm going to keep the points. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they told me when I signed up for it, like they can spend it because um, dental school required me to put deposits on and I can mm. put deposits in on the credit card. So oh, okay. it's like $2,000 in deposits. Wow. Yeah. And like the rest, like the other two thousand dollars, you could spend on our groceries and just daily expenses. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's actually that's actually a smart way of doing it's, stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of, and especially since COVID, there's so many like bonuses that yeah. you can um, get that like it wasn't there before. This is a little bit of off topic, but it is. I think you can gain a lot of money if you see what deals are going on. Yeah, you and can you look at rewards. No, you can a lot. Like. There's a lot you can do. There's there's so much you can do with credit, especially since credit card companies are offering a lot of these rewards. Mm. Um, like they even think about just Amazon. Amazon giving you a business prime or just regular prime. Like, yes, it has an annual fee, but that's just your prime membership cost. So like forty nine dollars a year, right? Um, and it gives you five percent back on Whole Foods, Amazon purchases anything. Yeah, that's that's crazy, especially the amount that I, I use Amazon. Yeah. Like I really need to look into that. Yeah, the credit uh, credit cards are just so and it's complicated. Um, it's it took a lot of time and like watching videos and yeah. going through Reddit. Red, the thing that I don't understand about credit cards right now is like the churning aspect. They call it churning because they get approved for a credit card, they spend it on gift cards, they get that sign up bonus, and then they cash in the gift cards. So essentially, they're getting free money without really doing at a very, very low cost. That sounds like a lot of work, though. It's a lot of work. And it, it's kind of, <laughs> I don't even know if it's, le- I mean, it's legal. It's like a legal loophole yeah. to the credit card system, but yeah, it's dangerous. I don't know. I have not indulged <laughs> in that, but I hear it's pretty well. Like, yeah. There's a lot. Because there's this story, this guy, I'm pretty sure he credit churns. He has like 10 million points. 10 million points for credit i'm gonna just do the math right now let's just say he i'm pretty sure the way he uses it he's gonna get two cents per point yeah right that's two hundred thousand dollars that's crazy a free whatever that's crazy that is ridiculous i don't know that's that's my i didn't have before (laughs) yeah i mean that's the way i think of it like i am almost tempted to say if you understand what you're doing yeah buy stuff on credit rather than on debit oh 100 if you're responsible 100 or if another trick another trick that i did when i first started getting credit cards is as soon as i bought it yeah. on my credit card i yeah. paid off yeah as soon as the 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 payment like the purchase posted on my credit i would just pay it off immediately because that's a lot that's what you're supposed to like treat it as like a debit card right yeah so if you don't if you're not having money and I understand people have like some situations where they have to like buy groceries or something and they haven't gotten their like paycheck yet. Mm-hmm. But from like people our age, like if you're buying something and you're not really used to credit, you should just pay it off immediately. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. It's pretty good. Try to. If if you feel like you can't be responsible with your money though and, and your your credit, then I would not even like I I would try probably like a phased approach. I don't know. Have one of your friends monitor set the credit limit really low yeah try to see if you can just like like for example you can set up alerts on your phone when you mm. spent like x amount yeah. of money that way you know because based on studies people have 
seen um or a little you know a little bit of research i've seen between cash card cash paying with cash and paying mm-hmm. with card people oh, who pay yeah, with yeah, card yeah, yeah. spend about like 20 to 30 percent more than they would if they had cash and that's something that you know you kind of need to keep in the back of your mm-hmm. head while you're buying these purchases like be responsible with them but i would kind of really advise and really encourage if you don't have the money in your bank account don't pay with it on a credit yeah. card yeah i agree as, as as much as possible like i know times might be tough but do you really need that one thing that you're going to buy on a credit card mm-hmm. it is true I, I i would agree with that where anytime i have cash on me it just hurts a little bit more because like oh, the does. physical dollars being does. used in the transaction versus like numbers like ah i could put it on my credit card don't even worry about it <laughs> do you want to buy stuff in cash like you know some people really like buying huge items in cash um in cash now i would say no because i can get rewards mm-hmm. if i pay through a card but usually yeah i mean it's it's so hard to use cash just cuz it's so inconvenient to hold it like especially when you break it up and i guess it's good because if you pay in cash you're you're more likely to tip right I yeah. just throw all the coins back into the jar that they have in front of the register yeah but i don't know like i would say yeah using cash is definitely a deterrent of not spending as much mm. but it's just for me personally right now um i get more bang for buck if i use my card yeah. versus i i hate coins i hate coins. i absolutely hate coins there's no reason there's no reason to have coins anymore in my opinion <laughs> no there isn't something that i'm kind of jealous of that i want you know the migos you know how they love carrying like yeah like cash everywhere <laughs> they buy these cars and like cash and like bags of cash i want to know what that's like or even even all those even all those rappers that go to strip clubs, <laughs> like they just they just walk in there with stacks and stacks of one dollar bills, like thousands of dollars. Yeah. I want to one time in my life, in my own house, I'll pull out all my money from my bank, stack it up, put it into a money gun, and just shoot it in my house. <laughs> just just to know what that feels like to just rain money, and then I'll just take. Three go hours pick to pick up. up all my money, go right back to the bank, deposit it right back into my account. <laughs> so, do you, have you heard of Dave Ramsey? I did hear. I do know about him. Yeah, Ramsey, he yeah. actually pushes people to buy their house in cash. Right. Like, no credit. Just go pull up, put your down payment in your house mm-hmm. in cash. What do, you, what do you think about that? I don't know. Dude, that's such a baller move, man. You know, like, I think, like... Dude, if I buy like if I bought a five million dollar house, yeah. a down payment of like a million dollars in cash, oh, that feels so nice. But you he know also why, pushes you know why this trend where that. like don't live beyond your means. So if you have an old car, like keep the old car until you yeah. can you can yeah. buy. Dave Ramsey, from what I've listened to, he he does a lot of things where he helps people get out of debt. Yeah. So if they're really having a hard time with their credit, like debt, yeah, and like handling their expenses, that's what he does. That's why for him, like cash is king. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have it in cash, don't use it. Only yeah. use cash, and it deters people away from using credit cards because of the fact that these people are people with problems, right? <laughs> like they have financial it's true, problems. It's true. <laughs> and like just overspending their stuff listen um, to one of his podcast episodes and you'll know what we're talking about he, yeah like, he grills like these people call him on the phone they're like oh i have uh five thousand dollars in credit card debt and i'm spending eight thousand dollars here and he's like what are you doing yeah he's like what are you doing pay it off immediately stop yeah. doing this set a budget blah 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 pay it off be done um but for most people hopefully listen you guys don't have debt like that but um, yeah just be just be smart and just like kind of educate like financial literacy is something that for me i had to learn on my own just because i had natural interest in it yeah and when i talk to people yeah. it's kind of surprising how many people don't really know about all these things that keep them in the little like rat race oh type yeah thing. like there's so many like resources that they're not teaching you how to do um and i think that can really benefit um others in just saving saving yeah. money and getting the most bang for your buck yeah um ideally credit card debt is probably one of the first ones that you want to get rid of yeah. if you are struggling with yeah. debt mainly because the interest rates are so high mm-hmm. um, considering you know month to month but i don't know how, how what are your thoughts on paying off your your student loans that are coming up is that a priority <laughs> or is that the student loans that are coming up for me are probably not going to be paid off to like I'm like 50, 45, 50, unless 
so here's my thing like my projection with debt and credit right now sure is let's say i can get i can lock in a student loan of about five percent all right that's kind of is that high i'm not even sure if that's high uh well i mean for our subsidized and unsubsidized loans here in college at least it's like 6.5 percent as of right now uh that's not consolidated though once you consolidate you can get like especially right now since the federal funds rate is so low yeah uh you can get like 1.5 percent okay so let's say let's say my 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 half a million dollars in debt is interest rated is at like two percent I would probably, instead of paying off it fast mm. and using that upfront cash to just pay it off, I'd probably use that cash and invest it somewhere else where I can get like a 6% return. Mm-hmm. And so that 2% that I have to pay anyway on interest is offset by my 6% return somewhere else. So I'm essentially like profiting 4% of whatever money that would have been used to right. quickly pay it off. That's right. what I'm thinking right now. Obviously, things can change. I could be broke, but half a million is, I feel like that's a scary amount of money that will keep me up at night and like trying to pay it off as soon as possible. <laughs> so in theory, yes, I would want to use that money and invest it somewhere else. Yeah. But probably what's going to happen is I'll just live like a student for five, six years and pay it off. What do you think your uh, average rate of return for your investments are right now? Right now? Yeah. For like year on year. Year over year, including crypto or just stocks? Yeah, just like in general, like your entire in general, portfolio. Because of the way that crypto like shot up, mm-hmm. year over year, I'd probably say around 60%. 60? Yeah. Wow. So I've more than doubled my crypto investment. And for all my stocks in total, I with like pulling out money when I made money on like options, contracts, and things, yeah. I would say, yeah, around 50 to 60%. Like I'm not red. But like for the first year of trying to invest, I was so red. <laughs> I was just losing money. How much do you think you've learned from losing money in the beginning to now? Um, a lot. Yeah. I, I just think it's because when you hate losing money, like who likes losing money, right? <laughs> who likes throwing it into something just losing value? Yeah. Um, But I think what they tell you a lot with stock trading is like, why don't you use paper trading? Why don't you use fake money? And see how you can trade and how you can mm. invest. For me, I would if somebody asked me, I would say, oh, "Yeah, do paper trading." Yeah, probably. But it doesn't teach you that emotional connection. <laughs> yeah. So because I felt so hurt by losing like two, three hundred dollars, yeah, it forced me to learn all these other things to read books on how to invest and what I'm looking for and like. Do you think you would have accessed those resources if you didn't lose? In the beginning? I don't think so. No? Because nice. I, I think because I lost, it's like, okay, I'm really not doing something right. I need to fix it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um, I definitely had some losses in the beginning. Um, not as drastic, but rather it made, me, money. it made me reconsider my entire investment strategy. Yeah. Like now I buy, I buy for, uh, for value. Right. We have like that. That's where we differ in mm-hmm. terms of investing strategies. Mm-hmm. Like I'm much more of a value value investor. So I'll read the annual report. Like I'll read the the boring stuff and say, oh, is this a company I want to invest in or not? I don't get those amazing gains. Like year over year, I think I'm at like ten or eleven percent. Yeah, but you, but that's you're you're competing with all the hedge funds. Like fifty to sixty percent. I would I would say is only because of the way crypto doubled mm. and like. It went up a lot but like stocks itself i would say probably like same similar like 10 to 12 percent yeah and yeah I, I feel like value i'm more understanding of the value part now because if i get caught up on like the golden what do you call that the golden hand syndrome the golden something where know. like any like this shiny object syndrome like anything that i see is making money like i want to get gravitated oh. but i'm lo- like i'm not really learning anything right but now i'm like okay like especially for crypto right now i'm thinking more value so i'm not going to be swing trading yeah um bitcoin ethereum or like those solid coin yeah. like coin like i won't be swing i'll just be purchasing a little bit yeah here and there for the long run and i need to focus on the long run because as i've experienced with contracts for stocks gains come and go 
you lose a lot and you make a lot and it just evens out it's just not it's still just not viable still i have i have a lot of respect for you for doing that because i don't have the mental capacity or like this like the capacity for stress to constantly look at my phone <laughs> and like look, look at like the ups and downs of my portfolio no i feel that and so um i don't know i, I really commend you for doing that all right well, what are your thoughts on buying stocks or crypto on credit stocks and crypto on credit i i saw something about that um because some of these companies and like brokerages that are doing i know especially for crypto on credit i feel like it's not bad as long as you can pay it off yeah so as I long feel as like, you can pay it off where it doesn't yeah. shoot down the drain yeah as long as yeah as long as you pay it off and your investment or whatever doesn't lose tremendous value yeah i think it's worth it um i haven't really looked into i like just saw an ad for like I don't know if it's like PancakeSwap or different things. Like you can buy different cryptocurrency coins on your credit card. Oh. And I'm like, uh. Warning, that's a very dangerous game. Yeah. That can be like, if you really, really think you can understand the market really well, or you think this is a golden opportunity that you just can't pay with your money that you have in the bank, but you need to use credit. Mm -hmm. Some people, there are going to be some winners. Yeah. But it can go very bad if, if, no, you don't really understand. Um, I mean, I don't understand most of the crypto market enough to say I Same. would buy something off credit. Same. I, w- I probably wouldn't buy it off credit either. Um, um, yeah, I wouldn't. It, it, it's rough, though, because when you're thinking that you can have access to like $1,000. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And then you can make like 10000 versus you only have access to $10. You only make 100 Yeah. Percentage-wise, it's the same. Yeah. But you just don't have that margin or that dollar amount. Yeah. Um, I saw something recently. You know Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she bought four point six million dollars worth of, I think it was Microsoft before they got awarded that government contract. Mm. This is like opt off. It's just something that I always want to share. We got really yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and but that was like a couple months before that contract got released or the thing like the government um, said that they were gonna um, go with Microsoft, and now that. The same like shares that she has is worth like ten point six million dollars. That's crazy. That has no. Was there no foul play with that? Was that a smart? They're just. They're just saying. I saw it on TikTok. They were just like instead of trading. I don't know. Up to you. Because mm. there's there's a lot of like sus things like that. Like especially when these rich people. This is why rich people get more rich. We only have access to like. I, I'm I'm gonna speak for myself. I only have access to like a couple hundred dollars, and I, even if too, I bro. Yeah, even if I turn Maybe it less. into two hundred, three hundred dollars, it's like this is, it's not as much as a rich yeah. person having a million dollars turning into two million dollars. Yeah, compound interest is an amazing oh. thing. Ah, oh. it ah, oh. I need we yeah. The more money you put in, the more I don't know. That's something that oh, here we go. We're gonna talk about our favorite person, Joe. Joe, he put his life savings into Tesla. Sure enough, that paid off it like did crazy, off. and that's because he he made those big bets. Yeah, but those big bets are, are really hard. Yeah, um, to time. It's almost it's almost I, I don't want to say it's like the lottery per se, but a lot of the investments that people just throw their entire life savings into, it's it's a gamble. You're really gambling. Yeah. Um, because usually stocks and investing should only be a small portion of your right of your money. Well, okay. When when you invested in Bitcoin back in the day and it mm-hmm. didn't go well in the mm-hmm. beginning, right? Now it's it's going great, right? Right. Um, did you like really regret how how much of your your life savings? I guess did you I put? I think into... I put half. Okay. Um, into well at the time. Okay, no, at the time I wanted to put more, but my parents didn't want me to. Okay. So they were like, okay, we'll lend you a thousand dollars on top of whatever you want to put in. So I think I put in about twenty five percent of whatever money i had at that time yeah to invest it um now if how you much ask me, i would say worth? Uh, i want to say 75 percent of my money is tied up in like stocks and okay crypto okay or like almost like 90 percent. i don't i don't think i don't have that much money in my checking account just yeah. enough for daily expenses or things that can at be least it's for. equity like yeah. at least you own something and then i mean i don't know if that's like the smart way to do it um just based off the way like my expenses go and the fact that if i lose all my money in the market like i won't die yeah um and when you're younger you have a lot more risk 
tolerance like you can just go big or go home i definitely think with this crypto market um there's a lot of money to be made that i don't think we'll get in our lifetime for a long time Mm. so like this is like a golden opportunity per se right but that's not to say that everyone should just go dump money into safe moon or like all these other like hyped up things that don't really have any backing to it but i would say if you guys have time you guys should probably even like 10 20 30 dollars just throw into bitcoin like it's really safe or ethereum or litecoin it's really safe and maybe in the next five ten years you'll triple your money quadruple your money yeah like i just think it's like a very like it's not gonna hurt to try especially if you're only using a small amount yeah mind you these are uh, our opinions we don't know what the future will hold but (laughs) but johnny does have a pretty good track record how much of your equity do you think is in crypto and how much do you think is in the stock market okay so i recently cleared my entire brokerage account Mm -hmm. um to put into crypto and what's the reasoning for that i just think that okay so remember how i talked about i'm into SPACs. they're very safe Mm -hmm. um and they're more of like venture capitalistic type of way um i have a bunch of stuff in my roth but i can't withdraw my roth ira Right. So I sold all my stocks. What's your percent on that? Your percent return right now? Yeah, for yeah. your Roth. I'm like I'm losing. I can double check. Kyle <laughs> wants to talk. Need to talk about all my losses. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I just um, want to know because I'm thinking of opening a Roth IRA. Okay. Soon. So for my Roth, Roth is like for a retirement account. I'm down overall 13. percent Okay. So it's not terrible, but it's not ideal. I mean, it's not managed by you, right? No, it's managed by me. Oh, it I'm is. Picking, okay. I'm picking. My stocks. Oh, okay, and most okay. of like, I would say 99. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing bad. <laughs> 99% of my holdings in, in this retirement account is SPACs. But for my regular brokerage, I cleared it out. I threw it all into crypto. Like I started scaling into Ethereum and Bitcoin. Yeah. That I think are just like, if I have, what are the chances I'm making 10x my stock returns if I keep it in this brokerage account like five years from now? Like, I don't think that's possible, but I think it's very possible for crypto. Mm. So I'm just moving a lot of those assets into here. And if it goes bad, I'm going to be a half million dollar in debt anyway. What's the, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no, it's not like I'm moving like tens of thousands of dollars. It's like only a couple thousand. So. Are you no longer in options? <laughs> no, <laughs> I have uh, options. Options gives me a heartache. Like Kyle's saying that he commends me for even getting involved in the gambling. Cause it's kind of like gambling. It's it's where you can lose or gain hundred percent per day. Mm-hmm. It's it's a crazy type of market. I have I personally don't have the energy to look up like charts and like news and like I mean I could but I've just kind yeah. of not I've gone away from the gambling aspect. Sure. Um, in my opinion, it was for me it was more gambling than actual constructive like mm. um investing. So I just moved away from that and got into SPACs and then now moving from specs into crypto <laughs> i keep moving but um would you ever get into sports betting sports betting yeah if i'm balling yeah yeah i don't know i want to i want to do this i think i'm going to do this for my birthday i'm gonna go to vegas um i'm only gonna bring a hundred dollars and i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> throw it on red or black and then i'm walking out <laughs> but just betting in general i feel like is as long as you're i mean you got to look at it like you're just gonna lose it yeah like stocks yeah invest only with you're okay with losing yeah. you're not going to zero yeah essentially but with gambling you're going to zero mm. so i would bet on sports if i knew a lot about sports but i don't i don't really know too much about sports do you think you're a responsible gambler if you gamble would i be a responsible gambler yeah um probably not yeah me neither i don't think i don't so. think i would i feel like i'd I would double down and lose more. <laughs> like, if I lost something, I'm like, okay, what are the chances I'm going to lose again? Yeah. And then I double down the money, and then I bet somewhere, and I'll lose it again. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, we play poker sometimes, but that's, like, for $4. Yeah. Like, it's not a lot, and it's just for a fun time. Um, And the other day, we played, one time we played poker with $20. Yeah. And I lost it all. <laughs> but i mean i would say like i'm smart enough to, like okay i'm not gonna buy back in yeah like, i'm just i'm chilling like it's just for a good time you got to look at it when i play with my friends or like bets so it's like yeah. it's just for a good time yeah um 
the same way I would pay for a movie, or like it's right. an activity um, to do with your friends and stuff. So I would say that. Never gamble you? on credit. <laughs> no, don't gamble on credit. <laughs> what about you? Would you would you get into sports betting? Uh, so I actually opened a FanDuel account due to the um. Someone gave me a link for we both get fifty dollars. Oh. So I was like, hey, this is free money. Yeah, like, it's free money. I'm just gonna try it, but I haven't hit anything. Um, it's been pretty bad actually. I bet on the UFC fight, <laughs> like money that I didn't even have. You know the Jorge Masvidal in the yeah. Uh, so I bet Jorge Masvidal because I was like, yeah, this isn't money that I have anyway. Yeah. So like, it's plus five hundred. Yeah. Why not just try to take it? So took it he got knocked out <laughs> and then i also i split my bet so i had him as like my go big go home mm-hmm. and then i bet on a favorite this this girl named like lee something i forgot yeah. her name but she is so good uh she got knocked out she only had one <laughs> loss in like her whole ufc like i low-key am a big ufc guy like i love really? watching ufc i, I mean love. you do jiu-jitsu i would i would assume you, yeah you like the martial arts space um and so like i i what's her name let me let me get her name but i have I have one friend. Um, shout out to my boy Daniel. He mm. uh, he bets on sports games, but it's funny to hear him talk about it because he's like, "I went in balls deep one time and made a lot of money, and now he's like throwing like five or ten dollars here and there, yeah, like, just for fun." I'm like, "That's crazy," but he makes it sound so much fun and like the emotions you get and it, it makes you like keep up with sports. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll do something like that to to get me into sports. Yeah, so. Okay, okay. I found the name of the lady. Her name is uh, Wei Li Zhang. Oh, mind you, this lady is like ferocious. She's crazy. She's That's one of those one like. Loss she had. Uh, so she lost her first fight, like her first MMA fight uh-huh. ever, and then ever since then she's been winning. She's been like a twenty game win streak. She was actually the champion, and then so I was like, yeah, there's no way she's losing. <laughs> like I, she, cause dude, she she's like a beast. She she is so technical. Yeah. Right. She's like such a great striker. She got kicked in the face and got knocked out right in like the second round, and dang. I was like, "Dang!" So the money you put on these—I guess fighters. sports betting's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I out. Know, I don't even know how you can make an educated. I guess based on statistics, right? Yeah. So there are actual sports bettors who have a win rate of like sixty percent, which is you right. know you can make money off sixty yeah, percent. But um, I don't know, dude. Upsets are always gonna happen. Yeah. I saw some stuff on uh. On of course they're on like Instagram and yeah. t- and TikTok and stuff of people who bet like forty dollars and then they have like they they bet on something called parlays which like are a combination of two things happening yeah and you get like a crazy 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 <laughs> like win amount this guy got yeah. like forty four grand off like a fifty dollar bet that these two dudes who like don't usually score 50 point games would score 50 point games in the same game and i was like this is ridiculous there's no way you can predict that though yeah that's like that that's that that sounds nice parlays yeah they're they're the house always wins though you you can never have like three teams win the way you want them to it's very hard (laughs) that's ridiculous sports betting what else can you would you bet on horses Dude, I don't know enough about horses. <laughs> the derbies and jockeys. I feel like that'd be a cool thing to go to with like That's some such friends. A rich vibe. Yeah. 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 Get some popcorn, lemonade. <laughs> hey, you want to bet this on our Capital One credit card? <laughs> you want to bet this on a Capital One credit card? No. <laughs> Where's That's your wallet? No. Um. So, what what kind of credit cards are you looking for in the future? Do you think? I I don't know, man. I kind of want those status cards key just to build up like <laughs> joe and i have this competition who's gonna get the black card first but i haven't even started for american express so i would say um how many credit cards do you have i only have one right okay. now so i only trust myself with one. if you whenever you get started in the credit card mm-hmm. the hardest place to get credit cards is chase why chase has a 524 rule which means if you open five credit cards within the past 24 months you're automatically denied doesn't matter oh. if you have good credit or not automatically divide um denied another thing they have is a 230 rule which is if you have if you try to get a credit card two times like any credit card twice in the past 30 days denied how do you know this off the top of your head it's just a bunch i read a lot i watch it like because then i just recently got the chase but i had to wait so i tried getting this chase card in um in march yeah or like in april or January, February, in February, right? Yeah. And then it, I couldn't because they were like, no, you opened five cards in the past two years, so you can't right now. But it resets. The first credit card that I got resets or like 
whatever card in order for me to not have five in the past 24 months yeah we set in march so at the end of march um i called them yeah. i got denied again and then i just called the reconsideration line and i was like i talked to her i was like yo like i don't know why i'm getting denied like i did this 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 yeah and then sometimes because the algorithm sometimes just automatically denies you and then she's like okay let me fix that for you blah 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 and then she approved me for the credit card yeah so but now i can't get any other chase card in the next like two years or like and whenever what, the next one goes away what rewards do you get from that like what do you like about chase right now um i would say the res- uh, preferred i think it's like two percent or two x points back on dining so i'm never going to use it for dining right now mm. but i'm thinking about trying to getting off of um american express in the future okay 250 dollars is kind of steep and yeah. if i'm not traveling a lot like i don't really need it um i'm just really trying to hit this eighty thousand point bonus um the one that i recommend like for you um is the chase freedom unlimited or the freedom flex freedom flex is similar to what you have there's like the five percent right. um revolving like categories and i think the sign up bonus is if you spend five hundred dollars in three months which is very doable you get like two hundred dollars back cash back dude i don't know how you have that at the top of your head i just pulled that up right now and, and yeah. it's exactly as you as no because I, I i got the freedom unlimited um three months ago and it was really nice because okay. when you give when you get cash back like that it's kind of crazy like, yeah it's like it's free money that you're gonna spend already especially yeah. if the cards have zero annual fee because then it's really just free money does this have zero annual fee yeah oh yeah the freedom unlimited wow. and the freedom flex have zero annual fees dude i very well may look into this uh yeah. zero i would AP. just say if you're gonna start getting into credit cards yeah go do a little bit yeah i mean obviously do your research guys listening to um but in my opinion, a good one, if you have some type of credit, is the Chase Freedom Flex and Freedom Unlimited. Like Those are really good. Zero annual fees, and they give you $200 back if you spend X amount of dollars. In the, Dude. Like, 5% cash back on travel purchases, 3% on dining and takeout and drug stores, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. And that that's the, um, that's the Flex, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Freedom, I think, is... Sign me up. Let me check. Do they have like really cool expensive um, cards that you can work up to in the future? Yeah. So the middle tier card, like if you guys go to Credit Shifu, he has like a tier list of cards that you work your way up. Um, these, I mean, you shouldn't base off your preferences just because a card is plastic or metal, but I definitely did. Dude, so metal ones are cooler. It is. It is. It just. I don't know what it is. It just makes me feel nice. Yeah. Um. But so the Chase Freedom Unlimited. It's it's a plastic card. Um. The the next level, the next tier is the ninety five dollar annual fee, which is the one I just got. Um. The preferred. Yeah. That one I think is metal, and then you have above that is the reserve. So there's like different tier lists for credit cards. Same way American Express has their um. I think it's like the green card or the blue card and then those are like the no annual fees and you work your way up to the gold and then from the gold you can get the platinum and then from the platinum like you and joe want that centurion black card yeah yeah you but that, get invited that to ridiculous. that you have to spend like a hundred thousand dollars a year yeah and like a five thousand dollar annual fee or something like that let yeah me, look let me look that up right now i actually think wait yeah i think it might be like you have to spend 250 but i don't know yeah wow that's I'm, crazy wow i'm doing pretty good the black card comes with a ten thousand dollar initiation fee and a five thousand dollar annual fee so you're paying fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> that first year just to hold this card but they do give you a lot of like rewards like i know for the platinum card which is the one below this like significantly below if your terms are like spending yeah they give you like a like 200 300 statement credit anytime you purchase from like Saks fifth avenue which is like a pretty expensive wow. store yeah like, you can get a free wallet pretty much every year like free like you're still paying for the annual fee but yeah yeah it's not you know that's pretty cool no man joe Crazy. might get there i don't think uh, <laughs> like we talk about this now i don't know man I, I i don't know i'll be happy if i can pay off my my bills every month and you'll be fine kyle don't even worry about it have a good investment portfolio yeah. if i can get anywhere like you know with those i'll be happy no you'll be you'll be straight so you, you have any like um 
final thoughts on just credit? You want to just recap everything that we kind of talked about with in terms of credit? Sure. Your credit score matters. Yep. Get some credit. Mm-hmm. Be responsible with what you buy with credit. Definitely. Um, don't buy risky investments and <laughs> be on top of those every single month. Yeah. Try to use that uh, technique that Johnny talks about where you pay twice a month. That way mm-hmm. it goes towards uh, having a better credit score. And, it, and yeah, just be responsible with your money. Yeah, and um, just to kind of close on that, um, definitely check out those resources. I would say those are the most important thing for me Nerd to wallet. Like, expand my knowledge on credits. Nerd Wallet. Um, I think the the points guy is another guy. I didn't mm-hmm. talk about him, but the points guy talks about how to use those points that you get on the credit cards because yeah. different credit cards have different like system reward points and stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say Credit Shifu on YouTube. Brian Jung on YouTube and um, Ask Sebi on YouTube are all credit card and credit related um, YouTube accounts and resources that you guys should definitely check out. Um, it's it's amazing. Like it, it'll do a lot for you if you guys just take twenty minutes a day, ten minutes a day. Yeah. Like if you're bro, if you're if you're pooping, bro, if you're pooping, just pull up a YouTube video, just watch <laughs> yeah. it. Trust me, you guys will learn a lot. There are amazing opportunities that can be had as far as money, as far as future potential, if you properly and responsibly use credit. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of our Rice Podcast. And next week is going to be careers. And please do not forget, if you are a new listener, if you haven't already, if you can rate us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any of those would definitely help. And please all your friends to listen to this yeah i know i, I think like half my friends started and now they know <laughs> so I'll, and obviously you guys definitely do need to work on the instagram account yeah but thank you all for listening to this. thank you all for listening guys